Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our meditation this morning is written for us in Luke chapter 21. I've taken the liberty of adding just two verses to the uh, reading printed for you. So beginning in verse 25. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish, in perplexity at the roaring of the sea and the surging waves, people fainting from fear and expectation of things coming on the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory, but when these things begin to happen, stand up, lift up your heads, because your redemption is near. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, these are your words. Your words are the truth. We pray that you would strengthen our faith through them. Amen. Please be seated. In Jesus the Christ, the coming one, dear fellow redeemed. Heads! If you hear an Australian call that, you better duck. He's not calling a coin toss. There's a high potential that something is going to hit you. It's always puzzled me, well, the American expression, heads up. Isn't that the opposite of what you should be doing? <laughs> now, why in danger do we duck? It's not just to protect our head. When in danger, we want to make ourselves the smallest possible target. We cower. We make ourselves small to reduce the chance that we will be damaged. Jesus in our text sides with the Americans. Heads up. What's going on here that that Jesus would tell us seemingly against our natural response. Stand up, lift up your head. First of all, let's consider why it's an unnatural response. I'm going to read a, a section from the book of Revelation here, and in part it's because it's covering exactly the same events as Matthew is. And I want you to see it from that perspective. But there's another little aside. We often, when we're looking or thinking about end times, we think about the book of Revelation. That's what we associate with it. And Christians often attach many radical ideas with the book of Revelation that aren't in the rest of the Bible. But I want you to see here what, G, what is spoken in the book of Revelation is exactly 
what I read to you from the book of Luke. So here in Revelation chapter 6, this is what it says. I watched when the Lamb opened the sixth seal. There was a great earthquake. The sun became as black as sackcloth made of hair. The entire moon became like blood. The stars of the sky fell to the earth as a fig tree drops its unripe uh, figs when it is shaken by a strong wind. The sky was removed like a scroll being rolled up. Every mountain and island was moved from its place. The kings of the earth, the nobles, the military leaders, the rich, the powerful, and everyone, slave or free, hid in caves among the rocks of the mountains. And they kept saying to the mountains and the rocks, fall on us. Hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come. Who is able to stand? Who is able to stand in the face of the wrath of the Lamb? What is being pictured here? Well, it's the return of the Lamb, Jesus the Christ, and Revelation and the first verse verse of our assigned text in many ways are from the perspective of the unbeliever. When Jesus returns... He won't come as that cuddly baby wrapped in cloths and lying in the manger. Our text tells us he's going to come in power and great glory. And those that don't recognize that he's the Savior, they won't be lifting up their heads. They're going to be cowering in fear. Because of his great power and glory and the holiness of his presence. So there's another way that we can picture this which ties to our second verse. In there there's the word redemption. And it means to be released. It's a picture of a slave being released. So freedom. So imagine that you're a prisoner locked in a cell and and you hear the jingling of the keys of the jailer approaching down the hall. How will you respond to that sound? Well, if you're afraid that the jailer's going to come into the cell and beat you, Or you're afraid that the jailer's coming into the cell to to drag you away to the hangman's noose. How are you going to respond to the sound of those jingling keys? I doubt you're going to meet him at the door, smiling, ready for him to be there. No, you'll probably be ducking your head, cowering in the corner of the cell. 
but what if your lawyer just the day before told you, I've secured your freedom. I'm processing all the paperwork, but tomorrow, I don't know exactly when, but tomorrow you're going to walk out of this place and you're going to be a free man. Now, how will the sound of those jingling keys affect you? Want to be? Oh, is it now? I'm ready. I, I want to be out of this place. I want to be free. That is the picture of the Christian. Our freedom has been secured. Our redemption has been secured through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus the Christ. It's a done deal. It's been sealed in heaven. And now we're just waiting for the time when the judge will come to the door. To open up the cell, not to drag us away to punishment. But to take us to be with him in heaven forever. So when we see the, the signs that Jesus has given us in the world that point to his coming, that's the jingling of the keys. Jesus doesn't want us cowering in fear on those, when we see those things. He doesn't even want us wondering what will happen after these things. He wants us to lift up our heads Because our redemption is secure and those signs point to the time when we'll really be free. When we'll be with Jesus and all the saints in heaven forever. So I have to admit I've taken to the American habit of saying heads up. And when we see the dangers around us and the signs that Jesus has told us will happen before his coming, we should keep saying that. Brothers and sisters, heads up. Your redemption is near. Amen.